stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going to solo to talk about companies and their earnings. Should you buy companies with negative earnings? Some of you have been tweeting at me about this question because you own stocks that have negative earnings and they're doing great. So what's the big difference? What's the big deal? Who cares, right? Many may be in tech. They could be biotechs. Heck, they could be cannabis. There's a lot of areas where you could have a a company that has negative earnings right now and that is still outperforming. So why should it matter at all if you have a company that has earnings that are negative? So the first thing we have to think about is what are your goals? Are you an investor or a trader? Because it's two different things and you're gonna look at negative earnings differently depending on which category you're in. So let's start off with being a trader. Let's say you you are trading these stocks. So you may own it for the day or maybe a week or maybe your goal is to own it for one month, two months, three months, you know, maximum six months because hopefully you're out of the trade by then, right? So you're in it for the short term and maybe you use technical indicators, you know, the chart and all of that to decide which stocks to buy. So in those kind of conditions, if that is you, you don't really care what the company is doing, right? You don't really care even what what they're in or what, what their product is or what their, you know, anything is. If you're owning it for the short term and you're trading it just based on the chart, on the momentum, on you know the earnings report, on um, some kind of announcement that may be coming out, on the possibility that they could be bought, whatever it is, reasons that you're trading it, the underlying company and its assets and its product are not the main reason. So in that kind of situation, um, you may not care at all what the earnings are and you probably shouldn't care. So as a trader, the earnings become much less relevant. But let's switch to the other side now. Let's say your goal is to be an actual investor. And remember, being an investor is being an owner. You own shares in that company. And let's say you intend to hold it for three years or five years or 10 years, or I know many of you think longer term, 20 years. That's a long time to hold one company, by the way. But let's say that is your goal, 20 years. So what is it that you're owning as a shareholder in that company? You're owning any of the assets, right? You're owning the cash and you're owning basically the earnings, the sales or revenue and those earnings. So as a longer term investor, you're buying it so that the company hopefully grows the earnings and the revenue. That's your whole point. So that 20 years from now, your investment has grown. And that makes sense, right? You want the company to do better if you're staying in there for all of those years. Uh, Obviously, it'll help you if the company is outperforming if you're only going to be in it for a month as well if there's some good news that they announce 
in that month time period, but you're not really caring what the long-term strategy is if you're trading it. You only care if you are investing in it. So in those cases, as an investor, it makes sense to try to own companies that have positive earnings and that is growing it because that's what you're buying. You're buying those earnings and those revenues. But I know you're thinking of several companies over the years that have had negative earnings for quite a considerable amount of time and that if you were a long-term investor, things turned out okay. So I do want to talk about a couple of those because you might call some of these unicorns um, that are out there that it, it has worked out for people, long-term investors who own negative earnings companies, but it's not always the case. So let's start off with one of the most famous ones, and that is Tesla, ticker TSLA. So it didn't become earnings positive until last year in 2020, when it finally made 63 cents a share. Before that, I took a look, it lost every year. And uh, 2019, it lost $1.01. 2018, it lost $1.18. 2017, it lost $2.29 and on and on. So you had to stick it out if you were a longer term investor thinking that eventually they would get to be earnings positive as more of the cars were rolled out, more cars are sold, and um, they keep costs down, some other things that you know you can mess with on the balance sheet to get to the earnings positive type of scenario. It's not just about selling more of a product, um, but they managed to do it finally in 2020. So they had the big breakthrough there. But another company that I was thinking of that would be a good example, but actually turned out not to be a good example for this podcast. So, But I want to talk about why that is, was Amazon, ticker A-M-Z-N. Now, we've always known they've, they've had a high PE for seemingly like forever, and that earnings were always rather, shall we say, just depressed. And I always thought they were negative for years and years, like, you know, maybe even up until like the Great Recession, they were negative, maybe even right after the Great Recession, they were still negative. But that isn't the case. Here at Zaxx, I'm able to go back um, using our more advanced research tools and look at all their earnings back like decades. And I had to go all the way back to 2001 to find when they were still you know, consistently in the negative. And that year they lost 44 cents. But by 2002, and this was after the dot-com bust and we were in a recession as well, they were seeing uh, 17 cents that year. And then it was kind of similar, you know, up to like a dollar, not, I don't think it exceeded $2 for most of those years, just kind of meandering along. Um, and then in 2014, they took a surprising loss of 54 cents, but that was an aberration because they were in the positive all for that prior decade. And then it was off to the races as AWS, uh, you know, that business started really bringing in the high cash flow and it really started boosting earnings, even as expenses rose on rolling out, you know, distribution plants and facilities and, you know, getting into logistics and Whole Foods and all this other stuff. AWS is just huge uh, 
cash and earnings uh, boost, basically. So in 2015, they made $1.29. And in 2020, they were making $41.77. So you can see the difference there. But Amazon is not one of the ones I thought that investors would be had to have sat there waiting and waiting. It was just expensive all those years because the earnings were so depressed, but that was positive earnings on Amazon. So that is not the same story as it was with Tesla, where um, you may have been waiting, you know, years and years to try to get to those positive earnings. But I took a look at a whole bunch of other hot stocks and and names that are kind of similar to these that a lot of investors are in to kind of see what was going on with the earnings and when you might expect to see the positive, if ever. So the first one I looked at was Twilio, ticker TWLO. It's up over 200% in the last year. I know many of you love it. Um, it's been negative since its IPO in 2016. And the last couple of years, so 2020, it was negative uh, $1.48. 2021, it's expected to be negative $1.86. 2022, negative $1.50. And no real good indication on when those earnings might get positive. And as an investor, for me, I do look at that and wonder, will they ever make any positive earnings? If they're not now, when will they? Um, and how long do you really give a company the leeway? It all depends on what's going on behind the scenes, right? What industry they're in. Is it a cyclical? Is it, um, are they waiting on, you know, an FDA approval or for a drug or a product? All this stuff plays in. But Twilio doesn't have the FDA thing. So um, that gives me a little bit of a pause if I was a longer term investor in it. Um, similarly with Roku, ticker R-O-K-U, uh, but let's take a look at their earnings. They uh, saw negative 78 cents in 2020, 2021 negative 50 cents again, but 2022, the analysts are hopeful they may be earnings positive by that year. Of course, anything can change, as we know all too well after 2020. Um, with the business conditions, but they see uh, earnings of 14 cents by 2022. So Roku could be positive by then. And to me, that is a good uh, thing to see if I'm a longer term investor looking down a couple of years down the road, wondering when am I going to see some actual positive earnings and then that those earnings continue to grow. And you will, so, so far, by 2022 for Roku. I took a look at Uber. That's the one I've hated the most over the years because I never saw a way for them to get to positive earnings, but they do now have the new CEO in charge who has pledged to get to positive earnings. So 2020, they're gonna lose 282, 2021 lose $1.45, 2022 lose 50 cents, but by 2023, expected to be positive at 23 cents. And that is their goal in the next couple of years is to get to the earnings positive. And as an owner of the business, that's what I wanna see. I need to see them actually you know, making something. Um, otherwise, why am I owning it? Why am I in it? So Uber, U-B-E-R is the ticker and hopefully they are on track. I took a look at Airbnb. That's a recent one, right? That um, is in the negative. A-B-N-B -B is the ticker. 
A, B, and B. 2020, they're taking a big loss of 1320, but 2021, only a loss of $1.85. And then 2022, loss of 83 cents, but still by 2023, analysts still have them losing 16 cents. So still not positive there. And Airbnb makes me even more nervous because they actually don't really own anything. There's no real assets there, much like Uber. They don't actually, um, you know, own as as any anything. Um, but that that's something to keep an eye on too if you're a longer term investor in these companies. So another thing to ask is, have they ever had positive earnings? Because looking at Airbnb, which did just go public they so far are are not having any and um twilio not having any positive earnings since they went public so you have to ask yourself that question too is it a company that's being hit by the pandemic and that's why maybe they went negative in 2020 or expected to here in 2021 because of the market conditions with the pandemic that's a different scenario right than they were always negative and you don't see a way out into the positive. So a company I looked at on the retail side, I figured a lot of the retailers um, that were not pandemic beneficiaries like a Macy's ticker M may have some issues with their earnings. And for 2020, they did see uh, a positive of 291, but here in 2021 supposed to be negative 290. Uh, but then switching back to positive again by 2022 at 82 cents, and then analysts have them at $1.21 for 2023. So quick turnaround with that kind of company because it's mainly a pandemic hit. And I think that is okay for long-term investors, but also something you should be keeping an eye on of what are they doing with the earnings? Are they growing those earnings? Because as an investor, you want to see them grow the earnings and the revenue. That's the whole point of you being in and owning part of that company. Um, I took a look at one of the oil companies because I figured those were pretty hard hit. And I looked at Occidental, OXY is the ticker there. Now a lot has to do with the underlying commodity for any commodity stock. And obviously this was crude, which took a huge dive in 2020. So they are expected to lose $3.62 for 2020, but they're still seeing a loss here in 2021 of $1.26 and a loss in 2022 of 78 cents and not expected to get positive again until 2023 when they're supposed to make 14 cents. So that's that's a long time period to be waiting there to get back in the positive with some of these energy stocks. I also took a look at some of the healthcare stocks, uh, mainly the drug companies and the products, because these are the ones I mentioned in the beginning where they may be in drug trials, right? So they may have no revenue and no earnings because they're in phase two or maybe phase three of a new drug that they're hoping gets FDA approval once they get out of the trial and then they will be able to market it and bring it to you know the market get some revenues coming in and get those earnings going but usually those companies that have no other drug that are trying to launch one um, or a product either way um, you know stay negative for uh, a good period of time even after the drug launches because marketing a drug or a product is extremely expensive. It's uh, not as expensive as maybe doing the trials, 
but it still can cost an enormous amount of money to hire the sales team and get it out there in front of the people who need to be prescribing it to their patients. And all of that costs a big chunk of change. So they have a big budgets for R&D and that kind of stuff um, and just expenses, company expenses when they're ramp, ramping up the marketing side. So that's something to keep in mind. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a red flag, but for the biotechs, I like to buy the ones that maybe have already gotten the FDA approval for whatever product or drug it is. And yes, you're missing out on you know, the initial surge after they get the approval. But it's with a lot of these, it's not too late to get into a company if they finally break through with the product. And one of those um, I took a look at is Exact Sciences, ticker EXAS, and they make Cologuard, which is the um, colon cancer test. And Surprisingly, they are still in the negative, even though they continue to see bigger revenue coming in. So 2020, they're expected to lose $1.68, 2021, $1.20, $1.22, $0.90, and then maybe earnings positive by 2023 with $0.68. They're also spending a lot of money and have done some recent acquisitions on acquiring other companies that do um, a lot of the cancer tests or like screening through blood and not uh, other means like Cologuard is not done through the blood um, and that are easier and uh, possibly more accurate, but that coming up with a test in this is going to be the next wave for the cancer screenings. And so they're heavily into that, and, but that costs a lot of money to develop these newer tests. They have to pass FDA approval. And in the meantime, they're acquiring these other companies that are also in the space to try to give themselves a leg up. So that's gonna take a couple more years, even though Cologuard is already launched and out there and is growing its market share of the colon cancer diagnostic area. But um, you know, you've got to look at everything in context of what the entire company is doing and, you know, spending on and all of that to get an idea on some of these. That's why it's difficult to invest uh, just based on positive or negative earnings in any of these biotechs or uh, medical products companies, because it can be a little misleading if it's negative, because the backstory might not be so negative. So keep that in mind with that area. So as you can see, it's a little tricky to say, no, you should never buy with negative earnings or yes, feel free to buy with negative earnings, live it up because every company has its own peculiars and you really have to dig down a little bit deeper if you're an investor to know what's going on there and why it's still negative and when as an owner, you can expect to see the turnaround. So Keep those things in mind and also keep in mind if you're a trader, if you're only looking for the shorter term, which I know many of you are, then who cares what the earnings are actually doing as long as the story of the stock is going in the right direction, that you know they actually are passing the phases of the um, for the new drug, you know, that they can actually get the FDA approval, which is a difficult thing to do, as many of you know, who invest in that area. Um, but any of these, you know, things you should keep in mind if you're a short-term trader. But 
as long as they're going in the positive direction for shorter term, usually that's a good thing for the stock. So that's why you're seeing a lot of these companies uh, doing quite well that have negative earnings right now. In addition, you have a bull market going forward um, for right now where you know, everything that's bad is still good in a bull market. And that's the conditions that we're in. We're seeing record highs on nearly every index at least once a week, if not more right now here in February of 2021. Um, you will eventually get some kind of pullback and all of that. But these kind of conditions are good for companies that, you know, are still struggling to get to the positive earnings because the market is, uh, shall we say, sympathetic, and um, they're they're able and willing to wait it out and have the patience and look at the positive stories, like with the Twilio and the Roku's of the world. So keep that in mind. It may not always go your way if the market conditions change on some of these companies that have negative earnings. So keep that in mind. But let me recap all the tickers that I talked about, because there were a lot of them um, on this episode. And uh, you might be interested in checking out some of these and doing a deeper dive. So there is, of course, Tesla. And we all know the story there. TSLA um, now earnings positive for the first time as of last year. And Amazon, AMZN, you know, big earnings growth there. So that's a positive. I also own Amazon in my own personal portfolio. There's Twilio, T-W-L-O, has not been earnings positive yet. Roku, R-O-K-U, hopefully will be in the next couple of years. Uber, they actually have it as their strategy to be earnings positive soon. Um, in a couple years down the road, U-B-E-R is the ticker. Airbnb, still Earnings negative. Um, nope, still earnings negative out. The analysts have them out to 2023, but that's A, B, and B. Macy's is one of those that has been earnings positive, then goes negative, then goes positive again. Ticker M as in Mary. Occidental, one of those that's based on energy, which got slammed down in 2020. So we're seeing a lot of negative years uh, coming forward with Occidental. Ticker O, X, Y. And then exact sciences, that's one on the medical side. So those get even trickier and they are expected to see the negative for the next couple of years here. And then let me look. Uh, yes, they are supposed to be positive by 2023. EXAS is the ticker. So keep sending me some questions because there are a lot of interesting things going on out there in the stock market. And I know many of you are newer investors and you have, you know, basic questions about these things about investing like negative earnings. So be sure to keep sending them to me. You can send them to podcast at zax.com. That's our email for the podcast here at Zach's, or you can send it to uh, my Twitter account. Um, you can just, Put it out there for everyone to see because it is a good question and I am on Twitter every day and I will be checking it. So um, feel free to send, you know, some questions there as well. But as always, I am will be back next week with some more stocks. 
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.